I want to welcome Rachel Rebelay from Air Answers to our stream today. And um, I've talked with her before. Uh, it, it's always interesting when we meet up with the people from Air Answers. They're always coming up with something new and uh, more and more high tech into the industry of indoor air quality, allergens, and some real, really cool scientific stuff. So, Rachel, how about a quick hello and uh, we'll start chatting. Hi. Well, thanks for having me, Lance. Really happy to be here. And uh, hello to everyone out there in the Normie universe. Well, it's funny you say that. We're we're broadcasting this on all kinds of uh, channels through social media, and it it's going to be out there in a lot of places. Well, that's but, exciting. You know, again, it, it's technology, and it's there to be used, just like the stuff you guys are coming out with. So, mm -hmm. with that, I got a few questions for you. So, of so first of all, I heard that you guys have some kind of newsletter coming out. What's that yes. all about? Yes. Yes, we're going to have a quarterly newsletter we send out with all of our updates, um, update uh, on our, our testing that we're offering, um, information about uh, partnerships or conferences that we're going to, um, and there'll be a link on there to set up uh, a consultation with us. It'll be a short 15-minute uh, free consultation to learn more about the technology. Uh, can anybody sign up for that newsletter? Uh, the newsletter goes out to um, all of our uh, our customers, uh, all normie uh, members. Um, so yeah, I mean anyone who's interested in it, uh, go to our website and uh, fill out the uh, you know contact us for more information link, and uh, we'll uh, provide you with the newsletter. That's what I was looking for. So yes, okay. Because um, I know a lot of our members, even if they're not using your services as yet, and may still want to get that newsletter. Oh yeah, great, yeah. sure. Okay, I, I'm just curious, what prompted that? I mean, because you haven't done that in the past. Uh, well, we thought it would just be, you know, we always have so much going on, and we don't feel sometimes that we're getting that information out there. Um, and, and this time around, we've decided we really wanted people to know what we're doing, um, new things that we're adding, um, things that would be potentially more interesting um, to, to different businesses. And, uh, you know, we just want people to know what's going on. Okay, very good. Well, I'll be signing up for that because I don't think I'm getting it yet. <gasps> no. I just found out that I just found out that you're doing that. So oh, no. oh you'll get one. Okay. <laughs> it's important to stay up to date and just so you know i just want to segue into this really quick i am using the official <gasps> air Masters coffee mug that i got oh. at the last convention uh, it's an amazing coffee cup i'll talk about that later it's the best coffee cup <laughs> yes yes it is <laughs> all right so as far as technology and the coffee cup is a lot of technology because it keeps stuff warm for hours exactly um, I, I know you have new tests coming up. I mean, we've talked quite a bit recently and uh, you keep describing new and new processes that are coming. Can you talk about some of the newer ones and the old um, ones too, but definitely the newer ones? Okay. Well, uh, one of the things that we have coming out uh, this week for anyone who's working with, uh, you know, cannabis grow facilities, we're adding Botrytis onto our, uh, our menu. We have powdery mildew and then we're going to be adding Botrytis to that. Um, that is going to come out um, by the end of this week. It's going to be available for, for purchase. Um, I, I know from what we've done in the IAQ industry, uh, the grow houses 
are really concerned about the different powdery funguses and stuff. Oh yeah. And I'm I'm assuming that's what you're talking about here. I didn't know the specific name before, but mm -hmm. uh, I know that they have to submit samples to uh, different government entities for um, testing purposes. And that's one of the things they're really concerned about because they could lose an entire crop if that's out of control. Oh yeah. The whole crop can go because of, you know, botrytis or bud rot and uh, you know, powdery mildew issues. Um, but also for people who are working with those cannabis growers, um, one of the, the state requirements for a lot of different places is aspergillus. So we do have that aspergillus option um, as part of our, our mold genera testing as well, um, which could be helpful. And then we have another, one of our other panels, um, opportunistic fungal pathogen panel, um, there's two types of two species of Aspergillus on that one as well that could be helpful in this area, Aspergillus niger and Aspergillus fumigatus, which are uh, two of the four um, Aspergillus species that are, are problematic for people who want to pass their state requirements. Are, are those the uh, specific species that affect people with uh, Aspergilliosis, I believe it's called? Yes. And uh, it's, it's people who are immunocompromised or yeah. it's and it, it makes it makes perfect sense. I mean, if you're if you're going to be inhaling something or you're going to be using something for human consumption, you don't want them to inhale a bunch of different, uh, you know, spores or kinds of molds that could potentially cause serious respiratory problems. Well, I know you've been expanding out all the different types of testing, and I, I know we've talked over the last two or three years about this, especially when COVID came out, because you do testing for COVID also. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> what yeah. else are you testing for, or can you let us know that you'll be testing for in the coming future? All right. Well, you know, this is all new information, so I'll, I'll give you just like a little sneak peek, but we are going to be ex expanding our, our viral panel. and. Um, so we will be adding more viruses to that and uh, viruses that would be potentially interesting to, um, you know, people in schools and people in buildings and and um, everything else. So we are we're, we're working to expand that. So we're going to be adding not just COVID, we're going to be having other viruses as well. I mean, it sounds specifically the way you're talking, like it's also targeting a little bit more into the medical industry. I mean, we're, we obviously know the indoor air quality has a desperate need for all of this testing, but it sounds like the medical industry may have a bigger interest in this. Uh, could be. Could be. You know, I, yeah. I could see the medical industry being interested in this as well. Yeah, I know that, you know, we've run into issues over the years with the medical industry has been resistant to deal with more of the environmental issues affecting people, but I think that's changing now. And I think stuff like your technology is making a big difference where it's accessible and understandable to the lay person and the doctors. Mm -hmm. I, I completely agree. All right, cool. All right. Well, if you think of anything else while we're chatting here that's coming out that you can share with us, please do. Uh, that's what I have right now. All right. But, well, uh, let's see. Coming uh, soon. I know we were at, um, I believe it was the ISSA convention. Was yeah. The last time. And yeah. I think you guys are going to be at the IAQA convention also. That's correct. Uh, we will have a booth at the IAQA and um, I will be participating in a, a panel conversation uh, moderated by Michael Pinto on uh, mycotoxins.
So there'll be a group of us in that uh, that panel discussion, and that'll take place at the, uh, I think it's, I, I forget what night of the, it's, I think it's like 4.30 or 5 o'clock on, on Tuesday, but it's, it's during the IAQA. So keep an eye out for that panel discussion, and uh, it should be really interesting. I know uh, Doug Hoffman is going to be at the IAQA show. Uh, I'm not sure if I am or not yet. Um, I have a few things coming up, so I may not be able to get there. But I know Doug is going to be there, so you'll be probably chatting with him. Oh, yeah. Uh, Michael uh, Pinto, you know, is one of our uh, senior instructors. I mean, he runs some classes for us that are really specific to sensitized individuals. And one of the important things in his teachings is also your technology. Mm -hmm. Because... You know, the, uh, the people that are sensitized, which I believe now is they're considering between 20 and 25 percent of the population out there. It's like one in four people are considered sensitized. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's not that it's really been that different over the last several years. It's mm -hmm. just become an awareness now. And mm -hmm. now people want to know what's going on in their environment. And that's really where your type of technology really comes in. Oh, yeah. You know, we I, I keep calling it technology, and I don't want it to sound science science fiction like. But uh, <laughs> you don't want to say electrokinetic capture technology. <laughs> no, it's no, it's too early in the day for that. <laughs> Haven't had enough coffee yet. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. No, I I don't want to do that. But I do want to say that you know we had talked oh a few months back about the teaching of your technology to like our members and the and the public. And um, you would come up with some uh, specific short videos yeah. that really went into detail, but quickly so people could understand it, how to use the technology, what it could be used for, mm -hmm. and actually how to just, just to turn it on. You know, um, yep. we, we found with uh, a lot of the technology that's out there that people don't want to read instructions any longer. Yeah. It, you know, I, I'm guilty of it myself. You know, you open up that furniture you want to put together, you know, no, we don't need these. And um, some of the uh, companies now have been putting out just pictures, no more words, mm -hmm. instructions. But you went to the next step and actually did videos showing people how to manipulate the cartridges, how to how to turn things on and off and reset, which was extremely helpful. And we well, if there's anyone else who needs, I mean, if there's any other videos you can think of, um, we're gladly put those together as well. If they will, they will help to provide more information. Be careful what you offer to do. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you know, because we never know. I mean, we're dealing with several different generations of assessors, inspectors, or mediators, <clears throat> and the general public, and they all learn differently. You know, uh, some people have to read directions. Other people have to look at pictures. Other people need to just have a video explaining it to them. Yeah. And having all these different ways out there really makes a difference. So, yeah, we may be asking you to do a few more of those uh, things. Great. Um, I understand. I'm very visual myself. So, I mean, I put together, a, I got a table from Amazon the other day and everything was, it went right to YouTube and it had a whole video on how to put it together. So. You know, I completely understand. Can you talk a little bit more about the, the types of allergens that you guys can test for? Um, sure. We, I get a lot of questions from people about, you know, I, I know I have allergies, but I don't know what I'm allergic to. 
or mm-hmm. I went to a doctor and he said I'm allergic to these four things, but I don't know. I don't think I have, you know, anything in the house related to a cat, but they say I'm allergic to cats. That type of testing. Yeah. Yep. Um, I completely understand. We've had quite a few people who moved into places and they don't know, you know, uh, you know, everyone automatically goes to mold. You know, it's like, well, my eyes are itchy and I'm having these problems directly because of mold. And then you find out that, you know, we find cat allergen in the home. So um, what we specifically test for is we have a cat allergen, dog allergen, um, dust mite, cockroach, mouse, and uh, three different types of pollens. So we do um, tree pollen, uh, grass pollen, and ragweed pollen. Got to go back to the dogs and cats for a moment. Okay. Um, Is it testing, because this is a question I get all the time about the allergen portion of it, is it testing basically the, the saliva aspect of it? or the dander, or what, what is it looking at? It's actually testing for a particular protein. And that protein is what, what the allergen is. Um, and that allergen can be found in saliva, it can be found in urine, and it can be found on the animal dander. So um, it can be in any of those things. So we're specifically targeting the actual allergen. That's interesting because uh, when I've talked with people that have dog allergies, cat allergies, they're always worried about the, the fur and, and the dander mm-hmm. that's all over the place. That's what they think they're allergic to, but it's basically mm-hmm. the proteins. It's the proteins on that, mm-hmm. you know, from licking themselves or, or whatever. And that's what we found with, uh, you know, people think, oh, I got a hypoallergenic dog or hypoallergenic pet. And they say, well, you know, it doesn't have any allergens. Oh yes, it does. It still has allergens you know, it's not going to lose its fur as much, but I mean, there's still allergens in its saliva. There's still allergens in the urine. There's still allergens in, coming from the, that are, you know, on the skin. So, I mean, it still has allergens. They just don't shed as much. So when we do testing in homes where people have hypoallergenic animals, we're still going to find those allergens because they're still going to be there. Let's change the subject here for a minute. Um, we're in the process of working with several entities in different parts of the world uh-huh. and they're very interested in using the technology from air answers mm-hmm. is there a, a time limit on shipping because it does take a little bit longer to send stuff into the lab here in the u.s if they were overseas is there any concerns there um with with time of shipping or well the stability yes. of the sample is fine so there's no concern if you're sending it into the laboratory and it takes a week or so that there's going to be any kind of issue with stability. So that's that's really not a concern. So. Okay, very good. Because that was one of the uh, discussions I was involved with um, about using the Air Answers Lab was concerned about it taking several extra days to get in if it was a concern, just like um, you know a regular swab sample of mold. Mm-hmm. You know, it could incubate and stuff like that. So, very yeah. good. Yeah. So let's see. Could we ask you to run through a list, if you can, of all the different things that you test for, and then maybe summarize it by how long these tests take? Because I know there's different sure. time periods: is a day, three days, five days. I mean, there's all different time periods for different types of testing. 
Great. And um, I'll go through this list and I'll actually provide you with that information as well. So if any Normie member has questions about that, you'll have that information to, to help them with as well. Um, okay. Well, I will start with our beta-glucan testing. Our beta-glucan testing is our marker for actively growing mold. Um, so, you know, for anyone who wants to know if mold is actually growing in the environment that you're assessing, then, you know, beta-glucan would be the test to do. Um, beta-glucan, you would run beta-glucan for either 24 hours or a five-day run. Um, and the turnaround time for beta-glucan in the laboratory is a 24-hour turnaround time. So once we receive the cartridge in the laboratory, it's going to be 24 hours, um, you know, to get that sample, to get the results, sorry. Um, the next one, I will go through the mold genera. The mold genera is eight different types of molds. Um, I'll try to name them all. Uh, they, they don't want to put you on the spot, but oh, you're fine. Yes, I did. <laughs> um, Aspergillus, Penicillium, Stachybotrys, Fusarium, Ketonium, um, Fusar. Oh, I said Fusarium. Um, Cladosporium, um, Trichoderma, Memnionella, and I think that was eight. Was it eight? I don't know. Oh. It well, we you, definitely, you definitely hit our five no tolerance molds. Exactly. I hit your zero tolerance yeah. molds there. Um, so those are indicative of uh, severe water damage, correct? Correct. Great. Um, so that test, you could run it again for either 24 hours or five days. Um, and then the turnaround time in the laboratory is 24 hours for that one as well. Um, before you, before you go on, just real quick on those tests where you said between uh, 24 hours and five days, can it be run for shorter periods in there, like three days if that was only the accessible time? Or does well, that cause a problem? The reason why we tell people either 24 hours or five days is because part of the calculation that we, we provide the results, part of that calculation has to do with, with time and, and volume. And all of that is kind of worked into our laboratory information management system. So it's uh, to provide people with um, information. And then also what we're doing is, is building out a database so that we're able to develop our own, um, um, our, our own uh, levels of these different things in the air since there's really nothing to compare it to. Um, so part of that is why we recommend just 24 hours or five days so that we can provide people with accurate concentrations and then track those. So, okay. That, that, that's why I was curious because uh, I was asked that by somebody and I didn't have the real answer, but now I do. Now you do. Now you have a, you know, a bunch of information. I just provided. <laughs> hopefully you can sort through my, uh, my ramblings. Not a problem. All right. Um, and what next? Um, mycotoxin testing. Uh, mycotoxin, we test for four different mycotoxins, um, trichoplacine, aflatoxin, ocrotoxin, fumonisin. And that is, um, again, one or five days. And it is a, a five-day turnaround time for the mycotoxin testing. Um, we have the opportunistic fungal pathogen panel which is Aspergillus fumigatus, Aspergillus um, um, fumigatus, Aspergillus niger, mucor, and Candida albicans. And again, one or five days. 
and that is a two-day turnaround time in the laboratory. Um, we have the allergen testing. Now the allergen testing is only five days. That's only been validated for five days. That was based on um, case studies or testing that we'd done before um, and running on different lengths of time. So five days was the best amount of time to get the, um, the whole vicinity or the whole type, all the different types of allergens. So five days, allergens only five days. And that is a five day turnaround time. Now we do have multi-panels as well. We have a total mold panel and that is beta-glucan, mycotoxins and genera. That is a, you know, you run it one to five days. It's a five day turnaround time. Um, we have the beta-glucan and the allergens together. That's a five day run. It's a five day turnaround time. We have the comprehensive panel, which is um, beta-glucan, uh, genera, mycotoxins, and allergens, five-day run, five-day turnaround time. We have the cannabis panel, which is the powdery mildew and the botrytis. Um, that can be run 24 hours or five days. Um, that is a two-day turnaround time. We have the COVID testing. The COVID testing is a three-day run, uh, a two-day turnaround time. Now, what also is interesting is you don't have to use a different cartridge for each test. If you wanna do beta-glucan and genera, you don't have to do one for genera and one for beta-glucan. You have one cartridge, we can run a whole plethora of tests on them. So you wanna start with beta-glucan first to see if there's mold growing in the environment. You can do that. And then we keep the sample for 60 days. You can add on other types of tests onto the sample. Um, the only time where you're going to have to run two cartridges separately is if you're wanting to run viruses and, um, you know, the molds and allergens and everything else, you're going to have to run two. And that's just because our laboratory process to remove those samples from the cartridges are different. Um, so viruses, different sample, but if you have the, um, you know, one sample, you can run everything else on it. You can have you know, beta-glucan, you can do all the genera, you can do the mycotoxins, you can do the allergens, you can all do that off one cartridge. So as long as, it, as, long as, it, as long as it meets the minimum time requirement. Exactly. Yep. So running a five-day sample, you could basically test for any and all except for viruses. Yep. If you're doing just the one day, you can run all the molds, the allergens, we'd recommend that you run it, you know, another sample for five days. But if you want to run it 24 hours and do you know, beta-glucan, uh, mycotoxins, all the uh, mold genus assays, the opportunistic fungal pathogens, powdery mildew, you can run all that off of one cartridge. You know, I mean, there's a lot of options there and it sounds like you can mix and match and do everything. But, you know, for the people watching, it's, it's really about testing for what your specific concerns are or exactly. what the assessor or remediator considers the concerns Yep. And it's getting you data. It's getting you information to help you come up with a plan. Yeah, definitely is. So we do provide a lot of different options. Um, one of the other things is we love to hear what customers want to test for. Um, because with the molecular type testing we do in our laboratory, we can build out um, our menu quite a bit. So um, if there's anything that we aren't offering right now that we could potentially offer in the future, uh, please just let us know. 
Well, you, you know that we use the Air Answers device in the training for NCEAA program, which is the normally certified uh, environmental allergen uh, testing and mm -hmm. uh, assessment program. And it's one of the pieces that we teach about using mm -hmm. just for that reason, because of all the allergens that you do. And um, we, we just encourage people to do that. I do want to stress, and I talk about this in all the trainings that we do, <clears throat> if you have the technology, if you have the Air Answers device or any other piece of equipment, use it in your home or office first. Don't go out to a customer's location and use it for the first time. Any piece of equipment, sitting there reading the instructions is not the place to do that. <laughs> you know, Or calling me and saying, how do I do this? Because that does happen. So please, please, I always say, please use it in your own home. Find out what's in your environment. You know, become yeah. a believer in the technology. Or watch, sit in your office, uh, watch those short videos. And, uh, you know, those are just, you know, how to put the cartridge in, take it out, where to send it. You know, it's just, just some information. So it is really helpful to, to try it first before you take it in somewhere. Absolutely. Good advice. Mm -hmm. Well, is there anything else that we haven't chatted about that you would like to talk about? I, I always put it out there like, do you have questions for me? <sighs> if not, that's okay. I, I'm good with that. <laughs> well, yeah. what's new with Normie? Uh, well, we're busy. <laughs> we're going to be at the different conventions. We're going to see you guys hopefully there. I might even have to get another coffee mug. Again, amazing coffee mugs. If if you guys have them again, I encourage everybody to go to your booth and try to get one because they keep things hot forever. Oh, well, great. We'll make sure that we have those at the next conference then. Well, I'm just putting it out there. I can use another <laughs> one. Well, I do want to thank you for your time. It's greatly appreciated. I know you guys are busy. Oh, well, and, thank you uh, so much for having me. I really appreciate it. No, no. Uh, it, it's our pleasure. Well, we enjoy getting the information from you guys and working closely with you. I uh, look forward to seeing you at one of the next conventions. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. Looking All right. Forward to seeing you too. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you.